0: Jalen Milrow is obviously taking a lot of steps towards growth this season. Who else needs to step up for Alabama to be successful in the second half of the year?
1: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hey everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, uh, in the rewatch of the game, it is more evident to me than ever that Jalen Milrow is growing. Is so they grow up so fast, Jimmy. I know <laughs> you do. know this. They really do. Uh, you blink, and they're go, you know they're playing Texas A and M on the road. Um, hey, let me
1: let me ask you this: since you just named this name, and I just looked this up, so it's interesting. I'm going to name uh, four four people. And you tell me who they are. And 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 again, uh a lot of this is I think it's educational. Okay, here's the four four guys I'm naming. Sam Heward, Todd Thompson, Brock Vandegrift, and Kyle McCord. They have that- two things huge, well, they have multiple things, but let's go with <laughs> two things hugely in common. Do you know what they are? Uh, none
0: of them are named Teddy.
1: Okay. That's one more thing.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, this is tough. This is tough. First year. They're all ranked higher than Milrow coming out of high school. All true. Yeah.
1: That, that, that sums it up. Uh, all four are year three quarterbacks. They all came out of high school at the same exact time as Jalen Milrow. Okay. Three of them are QB twos, meaning uh, Sam Heward is the backup to Michael Penix in Washington. Ty Thompson is the backup to Bo Nix at Oregon. Brock Vandergriff is the third team quarterback at Georgia, well behind Carson Beck. And Kyle McCord is the new starter at Ohio State and doing uh, okay, right? He's doing okay. All four are year three quarterbacks. All four were industry five stars, five stars. Milrow was not a five-star. Milrow was the 13th ranked quarterback per the industry in that class. Those were industry five-stars that are Milrow's age, three of whom are not even starting. One is and probably not playing as well as Milrow. I bring it up because it's sort of nuts the expectations we have, even for guys who were not industry five-stars by any stretch of the imagination, and we get frustrated that they aren't better than they are. it's crazy. Who sets these expectations? Because it's not you and me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, who's setting the expectations for these kids?
0: But anyway, carry on. Yeah, it's – um. I, well, I think the expectations came from uh, just looking at him uh, on the hoof, as they say. Yeah. I mean, when you look at Jalen Miller, you think, um, I'm picking him no matter what we're doing first no matter what's (laughs) if it's if it's froth if it's cornhole it doesn't matter when you look at Jalen Milrow you're like uh yeah I I want him on my team and then I'll figure out the rest and um you know obviously he's taking his lumps and you know I think that's where he really has grown in the rewatch of the game was that this man took some serious shots that one uh, sack that, that led to a fumble that thankfully Caden Proctor, by the way, Caden Proctor growing and playing much better and had the wherewithal to get on that fumble um was huge, but Jalen Milrow gets sacked and he gets hit from behind. And my first thought was if, um if either of the other ties get hit like that, they just explode like confetti. There's, Rollos and Tootsie Rolls going everywhere, and you know, Tootsie Roll Pops, everything's just flying out of this, these kids because, like, they're pinatas, take a shot like that. yeah, they're pinatas. There's no way that they're, anybody else is taking that shot and getting up. Milro sort of got up and like arched his back a little bit, yeah, and like just yeah. was like, ah, oh, yeah, that hurt, but okay, I'm, I'm ready to rock. Like it. when,
1: uh, like when Thor falls off a building,
0: yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> Kind of wish that hadn't happened, but oh well. I mean, let me just get up and throw a touchdown. Because um, it, it, it wasn't was it the next play, or it wasn't very long after that that he threw a touchdown.
1: That's very Milrow-ish, isn't it? Uh, he, yeah. he is. There's there's sort of an Avenger super freak to his game a little bit, but hey, he's got a long way to go. He, he has a long way to go. So, so some things. I said this last night too on the Bol board. Two things can be true. I don't know why sometimes it's hard for, for people just to focus on one thing, but two things can be true. Here's number one, all of the Milro critics, cynics, and haters, and there were a lot of them and we're talking to a few, I'm sure. Uh, all the critics, cynics, and haters have to acknowledge how far he's come because y'all said he would never be this good. Y'all said he would never do what he's doing right now. Y'all say he, impossible. He can't, he'd never be that. They have to acknowledge, wow, wow. And secondly, this is also true. He's got a long way to go. He has a long way. There are still some flat-out deficiencies. He's not consistent as a passer. He's good. He's not consistent. He's still got to be more decisive on when to bail the pocket, when to throw it away. And I think his biggest weakness of all, and this is the most complicated stuff, there's quarterbacks just like going to college, Luke. There's 101, there's 202, there's 303, and then there's the 404 classes. This is the 404 stuff, but he's got to be – he's got to make strides with pre-snap reads. He's got to see what's coming and make sure, help the center, help the offensive line. He's got to set protections. He's got to advance to that point. Now, that's hard to do. That This isn't just us sitting on our couch going, why can't he do that? Y'all can't do it either, neither can I. <laughs> but he's got to improve when it comes to setting protections and understanding – what the defense is doing. But again, he is a year three redshirt sophomore that just made his sixth start. Those of you demanding that he do fifth year senior level stuff, y'all back up. Okay. Give the kid time to grow and develop because the strides so far are crazy impressive. And uh I, I do think maybe even by the end of this year, it'll be crazy to see how far he's come. But there is still a long way to go. Both of those things can be true. We need to acknowledge he's better than the critics said he ever would be. And number two, he's got a long way to go. And everyone needs to get on the same page and start rowing all the orders in one direction and support this kid and his team.
0: And, you know, that's both the good and bad news, right, that he's got a long way to go. But, hey, he's got a long way to go, meaning the, the, the ceiling's higher. And he's, yep. he oh, was yeah. really, really good in this game. So, I mean, you can take it as a positive. And, um, you know, there are some moments where Jalen Milrow is wonderful. And we talked about this all summer. Jimmy, I said that I had a guy that been to practice a few times. He said the good news about Jalen Milrow is he makes the best pass, two or three of the best passes in practice every time. The bad yeah. news is he makes two or three of the worst Decisions or throws (laughs) in practice every single time. That's gonna continue to happen. What you hope to do is minimize those worsts and maximize those best, obviously. But he's gonna have some worst. And look, here's good. And and here's the other thing. Tua Tungovilo. I watched the whole Miami Dolphins game yesterday. Tua had some of the most unbelievable throws you can believe, and just on target, just you know, on a dime. Beautiful. He had two god-awful decisions, but he maximizes his best, and you just live with the worst because guess what? They're still racking up yards and points and beating everybody for the most part.
1: No, absolutely true. And Tua, Tua gets treated by some people, whether it's the NFL experts on the media or some fans and message board. It, Tua's is playing unbelievably awesome and still has critics. It makes no he might he might win him NFL MVP. But uh, one, one point about Milro, I'm going to bring up the most, one of the most talked about plays of the game. And in this one play, Luke, I think it shows how far he's come and how far he has to go. In the one play, and everybody's talking about this. This is my interpretation of what happened. Nick Saban has yet to address it. I've yet to talk to sources close to the program about this play. So this is me just watching it and rewatching it, and rewatching it, and, and having my own theory about what happened. So uh, Jace makes the great catch. To, to give us a new set of downs, we can, now, and and ms out of timeouts. We can now officially start kneeling, okay? But I'm thinking that because Jace's catch was so uh, weird looking and we had to watch on replay ourselves sitting at home, we had to watch the replay to make sure that ball never hit the ground and the sideline doesn't get that replay. They don't know. They're being told in their ear, but they don't know. I think what happened is Milrow got the hurry, hurry, hurry sign, which means we've got to snap a ball. We want the ball snapped so the official doesn't have time to review it and rule that ball incomplete. Okay, so Milrow got the hurry, 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 so he does a great job. Okay, sees a sideline. He sees hurry, hurry, hurry. He gets everybody lined up. He quick snaps it. That's great. That's – he knows what he's doing. He's in command. But something else clicked. He has been coached repeatedly and told a thousand times. Hey, regardless of what play we have called, I don't care what play we have called. If a wide receiver out wide is uncovered, forget what we told you to do. Forget what we told you to do. Throw the ball to any uncovered receiver. Punters are told the same thing. When punters go back to punt, they don't need a fake call. If one of the gunners is uncovered and standing out there by himself, don't punt it. Throw it to him, okay? Okay. So Milrow, he knows this. He's coached. It's in his head. He sees Benson uncovered. He's told this a thousand times. So he takes the snap and he's doing what he's told. But then I think a synapse or something, I don't know how to pronounce that because I'm an idiot. Something fired off and I'm way dumber than mil way dumber Milrow. Something fired in his head as he's doing this It realized there is a minute and a half left in this game and they have no timeouts and all we're doing is burning the clock. And what am I doing throwing him the football because only bad things are going to happen. I need to be taking a knee. I need to be handing it to Jace. Anything but what I'm doing, and therefore the ball skipped. It was the worst thrown ball of his career. Agreed. Agreed. And it's totally because because ha- Halfway through, he's like, what am I doing? But see, still, when you think through what he sees, what he's coached, what he did, I see development. I see a kid that's like doing what he's coached and then realizing a little late. A little late, but that's because he's developing. That's why I like that play. And that's why it's a good illustration of how we can watch this kid's brain working, developing, and improving, even when moments that aren't ideal.
0: No, I, I agree. I thought I had the same thought that he realized what a mistake it was. You know, people do that all the time when you realize, oh, I've made a huge mistake, and you end up making a bigger mistake because you've caused you yourself it. like mid stride. You're better off just going with your first mistake instinct. Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I need to, uh, we're going to, when we come back, we're going to talk about other guys that need to step up. I got one in particular that I can't wait to talk about, but I want to tell everybody about Athletic Brewing, much like your game changer of the week. That is Jalen Milrow. uh, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. These things are awesome. They've sent us some. I love them. I've ordered some. They're fantastic. It's just just good, light, easy, breezy stuff. Man, I love them. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that really do taste good, full flavor, and well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. Their brews are great-tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions all the time. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Golden Sours, and more. They're constantly releasing new limited-edition experimental styles. They got this Halloween brew that's out there now to add to their variety. They're fit for all time, so you can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity even more enjoyable. Watching a big game or it's your kid's game, uh, tackling work or working out, whatever. they, No hangovers. All this stuff's fantastic. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews. At a store near you, a brow online at athleticbrewing.com. First time customers can use code LOCKED ON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code LOCKED ON at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer exclusions and conditions do apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Yeah, you know, when you were saying all this, I, when I think about um, Jalen Milroe uh, and that that pass i really do think like it's almost as if you know you're in the backseat of your car with a girl or somebody's car or something for the first time and you're like all right i'm just going to kind of kiss her i'm just gonna run in and kiss her oh wait a minute i shouldn't do that and then all of a sudden like you get right there and you pull back and you look even weirder you know Uh, yeah like whoa
1: that's one of my friends bombs
0: (laughs) wait a minute that's her pet uh <laughs> that's anyway, it's um, one of my friend's dogs, <laughs> so yeah, it was just it's like he uh he just got so excited, and look, I get it, but i mean and and really, while I'm sitting there as a fifty year old guy who's watched a boatload of football, I was thinking, okay, that's fine, I get it. you wanted to snap it in a hurry and do all that, but just fall down, but. Yeah. It was already in his head. It was already there. And this all is going to come with experience. And I think we just all got to grow with it. And um, as long as we keep, he keeps making plays like he did to Isaiah Bond and Jermaine Burton and, and what have you, I think we can, and Jalen Hill against Ole Miss. I think we can live with this. So, other guys that need to step up, though, in the second half. I mean, there's some guys that we really think will step up, I believe, like uh, Caden Proctor. Caden Proctor and Caleb Downs were just named to the On three all-freshman team at the midway point. And certainly both of them uh, deserve to be there. The only problem I see with that list is Tamarian Parker or T.J. Parker and Peter Woods both made the list, both of them from Alabama. Alabama probably – I believe they could have had Tamarian Parker if they would really pursued him. They just – just didn't work out. And Peter Woods obviously everybody thought he was going to Alabama and he goes to Clemson, but so be it. Also some uh St. Perkins made the list. Another guy we all thought Alabama would get. Hey, um
1: we're recruiting the right guys for the most part, right? Yeah. That's the good news.
0: Um <laughs> but I'll tell you what needs to happen and uh, one of our listeners Cameron Bishop pointed this out to me via email. He said, "Do you think Malik blocked um Malik blocked Malik Benson maybe in playing quite as much because his pass blocking isn't great. And, you know, and, or his blocking in general. And I, I think that may be right because uh Benson, uh there, there was a pass, I think it was to Isaiah Bond, sort of like a quick throw out to the receiver. Benson just kind of gave a half-hearted effort on a block and about right. got Bond killed. Um And you've got to be able to make those kind of plays. Uh, and especially you have to make those plays when you have a quarterback that isn't, A sure thing I mean he's very talented we've talked about this ad nauseum but he's not a sure thing so the receivers really need to help him out and um, I think Malik Benson is a guy that's got to step up his game a lot in the second half of the season
1: I like that pick a lot Benson and I'm going to say Benson and Brooks both Uh, Malik Benson and Brooks Brooks. even play I think so I think so Uh, I didn't
0: see him on the field
1: Yeah. I mean, and here's the, here's the thing now, first of all, I know the first inclination people are going to have is to criticize, you know, I thought Benson be further along, but fair. Uh, what the Corey Brooks disappearing act. Uh, I get it. I, I hear, but there are, there is some logical explanation and not just he stinks. He's not trying, which is, you know, some reflex that some people have, uh, look, we are now playing a whopping seven receivers in the first team rotation. That's a lot. That's more than you should, frankly. And we talk about it all summer. Me and Luke here on the show, we talk about all summer. We're projecting the lineup. We talk about, hey, don't think of it in terms of starters. Think about who's playing with the first team. How many guys are in the first team rotation? Who? Do, what does it matter who the first guys out are? Who's playing just as many snaps as the starters, that whole group? There's seven guys playing substantial first-team snaps. That's a lot. There's also three tight ends that are playing a bunch of snaps. And 12 personnel is our primary personnel group. In other words, Mm -hmm. most snaps, most of the snaps in the game, over 50% of those snaps, we're lining up with 12 personnel, which means two tight ends. There can only be two receivers. So we're playing less receivers per play, yet we're using seven of them. That's less snaps for every – yeah, Brooks isn't playing a lot of snaps. Neither is Bond. Neither is Burton. They're all playing less snaps because of the 12 personnel, and there's seven of them. Then throw in this other huge fact – we're not throwing the ball a lot. We're not throwing it like we were when Bryce was there. We're throwing it less to more receivers who are playing less snaps. And throwing and, it deeper because our intermediate
0: yeah. game is still even great.
1: That's true. We, we we tend to like the deep routes, which, you know, that's Bond. That's Burton. That's a couple other guys, you know. But the whole point is those are explanations that is a heck of a lot more logical and make all the sense in the world and is better than well jacore brooks just sucks that that's just not he hasn't regressed he hasn't gone he backwards that voice again yeah we're, yeah and and by the way I, I like it i like it going forward that's the voice of uh of the disgruntled
0: uh when we come back jimmy we want to talk about the guys that made the alabama uh roster for the alabama mississippi all-star game that are committed to, to alabama But right now, I want to tell everybody about eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber you're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the price you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that big old win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply, eBay Guaranteed Fit only, and I mean only, uh, available. To U.S. customers, is I'm going to put the little banner down here. I think now, yeah, there it is. I did that a little late, but I will. So, so Alabama Mississippi All Star rosters are out to yeah. me. I've got them. i yeah. got them right here. I'm glad you do. This is news to me.
1: You are bringing news to not only our fantastic listeners, subscribers, and fans, but also me. I know not what you speak. Uh, I'm excited. Jay, Love the Jalen
0: and has made it as a defensive back. Perfect. I like that. I want him to be a defensive back because we think that's yeah. where he's going to play at Bama. Correct. Uh, QB this Reece, choice, by the way, I get asked about that all the time. Why are we
1: playing him at defensive? Because that's where he wants to play. He yeah. wants to play cornerback.
0: QB Reese has made it as a linebacker, defensive end type. I'm all for it. Love it. Uh, QB Reese is uh, 80% committed you know, I mean, I don't know another way to say it. I mean, he's a hundred percent committed.
1: Uh yeah. Now that doesn't mean that he's going to be on that signing list on signing day, yeah. perhaps, yeah, but man. I hope so. I hope so. You know, I'm a QB Reese fan big time. You no, know, he reminds me of, I told you this the other day, but I'm sticking with it. Uh, He reminds me of red Morgan. And I know yeah. that's weird because red Morgan plays a different position, but the way I look at it, Luke is if you play for a big time program, or at least a program full of athletes against athlete and you, Against other great athletes, and you are highly productive. Those guys are rarely bust. They're not bust very often. It happens, but big school, highly productive dudes, they're takes. As far as I'm concerned,
0: Dre Kirkpatrick has made it. He's had a nice year. He's had a really I, really I nice knew it. year. Um, Late, um, Jimmy, I don't know if you went out or I went out. Well,
1: had he been this good the whole time, uh, I think he'd been very highly ranked and regarded kid, but really he bo- he blossomed the summer before his senior season.
0: Then there's uh, Bradley Shaw, who's, I mean, I don't even really know if he's an Alabama target right now. I know people say he is. I'm not sure that he is.
1: Alabama's had communication with him, and Alabama's monitoring him, but uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Okay. Jeremiah Beeman, who is an Alabama commitment, made it. Um,
1: Playing Auburn. Auburn, Auburn, Auburn gaining. Uh, Auburn believes. Auburn believes they're gaining ground with him. We'll see. Okay. I, I, I don't. I don't necessarily. I have no information uh, to to support that. But Auburn fans believe that. Isaiah Funga. I believe is my
0: saying that correct?
1: Isaiah. Funga. Funga. Is, yes, okay. Isaiah Funga. Uh, and he's playing.
0: Yeah, well, he's in awesome
1: the- news. Oh, I'm really anxious to hear how he does. Another kid. I'm, I'm intrigued. Again, highly productive, big time program.
0: Uh William Sanders, the offensive lineman from Brookwood. Uh, he's made it. That's good news. Uh ja- Jaquan McCroy, who's committed to uh yeah. Oregon. I like him a lot. I hope he sticks with Oregon because I don't think Alabama's going to He's the
1: him. massive dude from huge, Clay Chalkville. Huge. Yeah. Kevin o- Oregon. Kind of surprised he's a take. Uh kind of surprised.
0: Who'd you Kevin say before? Raleigh, uh, the back? Who'd you
1: say after Funga?
0: Uh, I said William Sanders.
1: You know who he is. I'm not comparing him as a player. Don't get me wrong, but personality wise, he's Tyler Booker. Yeah. He's another Tyler Booker in terms of who we're putting on this team and on that sideline and in that locker room. That is invaluable.
0: Um. All right. Here's what sort of bothers me. You okay. know, we've been talking about our receivers have been okay this year. Not. You know, good, not great. The receivers for this game are Bryce Kane, committed Auburn, who I like a lot. Very speedy kid.
1: Yeah. I was bragging about him this summer, but it just, he didn't go to camp at Alabama, but I, I was telling people all spring and summer, Bryce Kane's a thing. I was telling people he's better than Mario Kraber, and no one listened to me. But Cam Coleman, maybe, who, I,
0: you know, no telling where he'll uh, end up, but it's, it's not going to be Alabama, and I love him.
1: Great, great, great player. Just no interest in Alabama, can't it? Can't explain it. Doesn't make sense to anyone listening to this show, but it's not for everyone. So,
0: Mario Craver, who at one time was committed or thought to be committed to Tennessee. He's very good, but I don't think Alabama's pursuing.
1: No, no. Okay. Uh, good player. He's definitely a good player. I didn't mean to diss him a while ago. I just – I like Bryce Kane more.
0: I'm with you. And then Perry Thompson, of course, who's committed – he flipped from uh, – Alabama to Auburn, I would love for Alabama to get back in on him. I think he's a great player. Of course, if Alabama ends up with Ryan Williams, I mean, and Rico Scott and, you know, whatever. Amari uh, Jefferson is so Amari good. Amari Jefferson. Amari yeah. yeah. Jefferson is so,
1: great. Rico's Jefferson Jefferson's great. Rico Scott's good. And there is a possibility that Ryan Williams ends up in this class.
0: Okay. So, I mean, it could be fine. I just feel like this is a nice year for wide receivers and it, in this class, assuming Ryan Williams stays where he is, which probably is not a great assumption. And we're just not really getting any of them. And I just, I hate that.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's a really good year in-state for receivers and the 24 group, and we could end up uh, 0 for. But, uh, you know, we're still working on Perry Thompson. Cam Coleman just didn't have any interest in Alabama. The other guys were just uh, not deemed takes. Uh, I would be more concerned, Luke, if it wasn't for I'm sky high on Amari Jefferson, sky high. Uh, I think he's going to be awesome. Rico Scott has grown on me. Uh, I, I mean, he's he's not a five star type, but he, uh, he's grown on me. I, I think if you add a five star like Ryan Williams to this group, then it's it's really really good. And and then I don't care if you don't add Ryan Williams to this group and you only end up with Amari Jefferson and Rico Scott. I think it would be fair for fans to say, hey, we didn't do well at wide receiver. That would be fair. But man, Amari's good. So we'll two see
0: guys goes. that didn't make it. Um mm-hmm. Malcolm Simmons committed to Auburn from right here in Alexander yeah. City. I like him a lot. I do. Yeah, sure. and he's he's very very good. Um, I don't think he's Perry Thompson. I don't think he's. Is he gonna play wide receiver or DB? I think he'll play receiver. Okay, gotcha. He's very shifty. Um, mm-hmm. and he's definitely Benjamin Russell's best player. Benjamin Russell has a pretty good team. Good program. And I called mm-hmm. I called the Benjamin Russell game against um, against uh, Chilton County this past weekend. And another guy that didn't make this list, Demarcus Riddick. He did and make
1: the. He did make the.
0: No, and I'll tell you, Jimmy, I mean, I think he's got all the tools. I like DeMarcus Riddick a lot. Um, if he were in Alabama's class, I'd be happy with it. Same same with Malcolm Simmons. I'd be fine with it. I mean, I, you know, I don't think they'd be the best players in class, so be it, because um, it's hard to be the best player in Alabama's class a lot of times. But Demarc, I called the game BRHS against uh, Chilton County, and I just didn't see a lot out of DeMarcus Riddick. Now, he didn't play linebacker. He played more safety um, – and I don't know why. I guess I, I heard that Chilton County had been getting beat over the top some, and that so they moved him back. Uh, his best play, frankly, was at a wide res- while he was at wide receiver, and um, he was interfered with. And he either—I I don't think he made the catch. I think he dropped it. But it was like a, just a heck of a athletic move to even be in yep. a position to get the catch. And um, but I just didn't see a ton. You know, there wasn't a ton there. Uh, for this game, and that's all I that's all I've seen. So um, that doesn't mean he's not good. I think Demarcus Riddick's gonna be very good. I really do. Sure. I think he's got a lot of tools. I'm just saying I can understand why he's why he's not on this team, especially when you look at it like somebody like a QB Reese, who is hella productive. I mean, all sure. he does is is make tackles. And yep. um, I would say, I mean, I'm guessing Riddick may have had a couple tackles against BRHS. But now that being said, BRHS sort of did whatever they wanted. It was it was not a good night for Chilton County and they, they just weren't all that super interested in the game, it felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he can be a good player, and if he if he wanted to flip to Alabama, I'd i gleefully take him. I'm just Saban saying Saban wants him I want him. That's the that's that's the rule. Saban um, wants him I want him. Yeah, I'm just saying that yeah. I understand why he's not on this team. Yeah. And and I don't think people should be like shocked. I think it's it's understandable. There's, and we've seen that before. Just because you don't make this team doesn't mean you're not going to be good. Uh, and they do make the uh, North South All Star roster or something like that. And you know, I think Malcolm Simmons would make it on most years. Just this year, when you got Bryce Kane and Perry Thompson and um, Mario Craver, I mean, you know, that's a lot of dudes. So um are done. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We will be back tomorrow with more. Until then, roll tide, everybody.
1: Roll tide.